This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. You can also visit us at boathousestudios.com in order to listen to this podcast and every other podcast in the Boathouse Network. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Homie, I like your in-your-face humanity. I like the way Lisa speaks her mind. I like Bart's... I like Bart... Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yes, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. We're studio back. Studio edition. That, yeah, we're back in, in studio. Um, we're not self-sabotaging ourselves. <laughs> You ever notice Wait, that? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I always find in life, um, uh-huh. <laughs> we're getting deeper. When, uh, when like you reach a certain, when like some, a lot of the time when people reach a certain milestone, um, I, I'm guilty of this as well. Uh, they'll just say, "Well, that was fine. Okay, let's." Uh, so you're let's, saying our live episode, we peaked. I'm not going to say that. And it's all downhill from here. No, so I'm it's not a good s- thing we're continuing. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Um, <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. However, since you're saying it, <laughs> I am being forced to reconsider <laughs> my outlook. And uh, I'm going down a dark hole now. Yeah. I'm sorry so, for doing that to you. But um, my, you know, name, my name's Greg. My name's Alan. This is two bad namers. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, Greg. Yeah. Our live show was a smashing success. Yes, it was. There you go. <laughs> Look at the positives in life. You dragged me back from the edge. I did. <laughs> I was there. It was great. Oh, yeah. That's you right. were like a man on the ledge, like in that movie. Man on... Phone what? booth. <laughs> <laughs> what was the movie we were going to say? Oh, I can't remember. When we... like this happened we, recently. Yeah. yeah. We were going to be like... We were going to decide on a movie to say because we both do the same damn joke. Yeah. It's my favorite joke. Yeah, me too. In the world. Um... Is like, you know, that one it's movie. It's arguably taken from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, or like, you know, that's where I first heard it. And I thought the it was Space the funniest thing. Joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Marge first joined the police academy, I thought it'd be fun and exciting. Like that movie, Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> and Spaceballs. I love it. I think that's such a great, yeah, such a great uh, re- misdirect. Subversion, misdirect, yeah. redirect. So I do it all the time. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> movies in it's real the life. the best. I think it's hilarious. The thing is, Alan and I do the same, the, do that joke the same way all the time. And we're around each other. When we do those jokes, and we always say different films, yeah. But I, one day it'll be the same yeah. one, the same wrong film, yeah. and it'll be serendipitous. There's and this... that's when we we'll, we will have peaked. Yeah, we uh, you it won't the be on. As it were. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Chances are we won't have it recorded at the time. No, but very unlikely. But but no one will have heard about it because we just won't do another episode because as soon as that happens, right. like and we, we both, gotta, we got to pull the plug and like, and we both say like uh saving private Ryan uh-huh. at the same time. And we're just like, well, okay. Yeah. Good- goodbye. See you never. That's the end of the friendship. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. How do you feel after the show? I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good time. I uh, just people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I want to just shout out everybody again. That yeah, was that please, was the yeah. best. Uh, Chris Turner sitting up there with us the whole time. What a champ! Yeah, and and diving into some 
you know, bush references that we didn't know. Or, Definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, like, not. It was really nice having someone who was there for his presidency. You know, that's, that's right. Like making memories and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and like having Camille on was really, really, really wonderful. Uh, Ife is always great to have on, and like it was good to see Adam again. Like, man, it was a fun night. It was. Yeah, we, we had a we had a a good turnout, and yeah, it seemed to go over well. And like, uh, I guess really special thanks to everybody who came, yeah, including. Our guest. Oh. Huh. Hey. Oh. I was there. Hey, yeah. Hey, that Ryan. Hey, Isabel. Hey. We got, we got Ryan here. This is uh, not, a, a not, new Ryan. not the Ryan you think. It, or the other Ryan. Or the other one. I no, think this is our third Ryan. Nobody's heard of me. Okay, yeah. So, this is Ryan Shiskowski. Yeah. Is there I a third Ryan? That yeah, right? that's what I thought. Yeah, no. It, that's, okay. <laughs> that was perfect, actually. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, I don't think there was a third Ryan. I think we just had the brothers Ryan, and now we have a third. Wait, the brothers Ryan... Yeah, I call. I, whenever there's a that's that's what I call a uh, grouping of Ryan's. Okay. <laughs> you know how it's like a murder of crows. Uh huh. I call it a brothers of Ryan. It's a brotherhood okay. of Ryan's. Yeah. Because we had Ryan Reese, of course, mm. horror expert Ryan Reese. Yeah, and, and Ryan Gray. Ryan Gray. Yeah. And now we got Ryan number three. Yeah. Shiskowski. Ryan number three. Shiskowski. That's my yeah, name. That's right. Um, welcome, Ryan. Well, thanks for having me. It's oh, to be it's, here. it's really good to have you here. Um, you, you came here on short notice, <laughs> and we really do appreciate that. I know. This is a great surprise. Um, one of the things um, we do is uh, ask a guest some questions. But before we do that, how have you been, Alan? <laughs> I've, been, I've been just fine, Greg. Yeah? Yeah. I hear you got a new escape room opening. Uh, yeah, well, it just opened. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, Quest for Excalibur at the Locked Room Northeast. In Very Canada, nice. And... Was that why we did that 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 movie trivia thing, or was it because of the kid who, kid who would be it, king? It's because of the kid who would be king, but uh, it's just kind of serendipitous that that happened because I started designing this room uh, back in, I want to say, late uh, May of last year oh. is when I first had kind of the inkling of what I'd want to do with a new room, and... Uh, as we were getting closer and we, we kind of, you know, started doing the timeline near the end of the year last year and we realized probably we we're going to open, uh, end of January. Uh, it was around then that I realized that it was happening around the same time as the new Joe Cornish film, The Kid Who Would Be King. Is that who directed it? I think so. Wow. Wait, is it Joe Cornish? Who's the guy who did Attack the Block? I think it's Joe Cornish. Okay. That's <laughs> for a moment, I thought I was talking, uh, like I, I got the wrong director because I don't know him that well, but I just remember Attack the Block and I really liked it. So. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, good. Yeah, that's so exciting. It's, yeah, it's it's been going over well. Uh, it's probably a bit too easy. Okay, which is what I w- feared, and <laughs> mm. uh, you know, some of the people uh, involved were like, "Hey, this puzzle is too hard." I'm like, "I need like we need to make some harder puzzles." Um, because and uh, so today we had our uh, number one uh, leaderboard escapees. They escaped with tw- in 23 minutes. Is that? That sounds like pretty good. That's very fast. It's too fast, in my opinion. So I, I would prefer the the best teams to escape around the 30-minute mark. And you would prefer the worst teams not to escape at all? Well, yes. yes of course. <laughs> they shouldn't <laughs> Ideally, be rewarded. Yes. They should be punished. Well, that's the thing. So the, I, like, the, the whole idea is if it's, it's the whole you know syndrome thing in The Incredibles. If everyone's special, nobody is. If everyone escapes the escape room... <laughs> 
what's what's what are you celebrating? You know, like yeah, you did it. You're celebrating so did my you know five year old niece. You're celebrating mediocrity. Exactly. So that's why I want to make it challenging, so that when people do escape with a really good time, it's it's something to to uh, behold and uh, celebrate. It's very so. Randian of you. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah, Randy from South Park. Yeah. Uh, Randy Mersh. But anyway, so uh, yeah, if people are in the Calgary area and you like escape rooms, come check it out. Check it out now if you want it to be easy, because you know, I'm going to make it harder. In I the next really, few weeks. I don't know about you, but I really, really like the whole Excalibur and King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table myth. Oh, yeah. It's, it's always been a, a, a thing I've enjoyed. It's really, really cool. Like, it's swords. Swords, yeah. witches, wizards, uh, specifically one wizard, but Mer- Merlin. Yeah, but he's really dope, and like gods and knights and betrayal, dysentery, adultery, <laughs> lots of adultery, the plague, also that a lot of sickness. Really, yeah. When you think about it, sickness and sex, and like no running water it's like and the magic of like sterile. Yeah, that is that's uh, gross. Yeah. Precisely. I think that's the technical term for the opposite of sterile. It's gross. It's gross. Gross. Doctor, is that that thing sterile? No, it's gross. All right, well, let's throw it out. Get it out Anyway, how have you been, Greg? Oh, you know, same, same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did this... um, I I did this uh, thing at the the Law Heat House, um, which I would recommend everyone go check out. Um... I did a live show there for mm-hmm. the Military Museums podcast, which I would recommend anybody with a passing interest in military history subscribe to. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We um, we sat down. We I, ta- I talked with this uh, with this really knowledgeable uh, woman about um, the challenges that First World War veterans were facing immediately after the war, and the the the, the exhibit is in the Lougheed House until March. 17th so yeah we had a really great time and there was you know not even a seat to be had in the whole place Ooh, yeah it was very 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 fun yeah and that live podcast will be available now if you're listening to this wow yeah (laughs) that's great yeah (laughs) i'm gonna download it right now do it (laughs) then come back yeah because don't go anywhere stop what you're doing right now pause this episode (laughs) no wait no oh it's too late they already did it yeah because we're definitely yeah we're definitely gonna stop we're gonna we're gonna talk about movies for the next 20 minutes (laughs) uh (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) two bad neighbors two bad neighbors yes ryan shiskowski first time guest absolutely long time listener maybe yeah, definitely. I was at the live show last week. So. Cool, cool. How have you, you? So you've heard this show before, though. Yes, definitely. You promise? Yes. All right. <laughs> so then, um, when we have a first-time guest, we always like to ask them the question, "What's your story?" And Alan will explain what that means. Oh, great. <laughs> Greg doesn't like to do this stuff, I guess. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, we'd like to know what's your story. So uh, your relationship with The Simpsons, um, you know, when you first started watching it, what what that became, did it become a fan, or did you become a fan, rather? Uh, you know, were you not allowed to watch it? There's a lot of stories about that. Uh, a favorite episode, if you can think of one, and just kind of a general background uh, re-you and The Simpsons television show. 
And much like the Simpsons in this episode that we watched, you are being judged on your response. Yes. Excellent. Well, I'm going to set the bar pretty low here. I don't know how common this is for your guests, but I think my last last time I watched the Simpsons episode was probably 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if Season that 20? is like a like a fresh like a fresh <laughs> eyes sort of deal. Like it's like a like a unique perspective that way. I mean, but I probably... don't really have a story with <laughs> this show. Probably most people definitely haven't watched a season 20 episode <laughs> which is what would be 10 years ago so i guess That's i have that fair. in common with most people <laughs> yeah as an interesting point but right well we're in se- they're think... in season 30 right now so if you watch an episode 10 years ago or do you you don't need me necessarily on a not new like episode. not like new like oh i see all. okay like gotcha period. gotcha it has been 10 years since i laid until today simpsons episode and, and like not just in passing like right. i actually sat down and been like i am i'm watching this. it yeah Interesting. Yeah, it was good. Like, it's good though. It's good to see it again. But like, you know? so when, so like, when you were when you were younger, like ten years ago, even, uh, was it something you did often, or was that was that kind of an anomaly watching that episode? I'd say it was an anomaly. Yeah. Also. So you didn't yeah. watch a lot of the. Simpsons. I watched a lot of Futurama. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Ah. that's one of my favorite shows. I've watched it probably five or six times through. Fun fact so about Futurama that you may not know: Matt Groening, yes, created Futurama. <laughs> also Indeed. created The Simpsons. <laughs> Yes, so I mean, this is I mean, some hardcore start, trivia I'm that we're uh, dropping here on the episode. <laughs> it is an encyclopedic compendium. That's right. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Thank you for that little tidbit. <laughs> How does he do it? Uh, that's man. what I like to. It's that's all in my brain. Uh, yeah. Here, here I was, like rubbing my hands together, like, oh, what kind of trivia you got for me? Oh, I got some juicy tidbits for you. I didn't know he had and a he brain did not buster. Disappoint. Yeah. And uh, so both of those shows, animated. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is accurate. I Damn. yeah. Well done. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave now. What am I doing here? So Ryan, whilst growing up Did um, you know that uh Homer Simpson voiced the robot devil? I did not know that. There you actually. go, see? There's some actual Shouts trivia out to for Dan. you. Dan Thanks to Lynetta, yeah. who did the robot devil, yeah, one of my favorite characters in Futurama. <laughs> you can't just have just have your characters say how they're feeling? That, that makes me feel angry. Yeah. Um, that's. I wish Billy West had some sort of a role on The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I, me too. I was like, I was like looking for him after I like went through Futurama so many times. I was like, okay, it's gotta. He's gotta be there. He's too talented. Yeah. yeah it seems kind of weird they never brought him on as like a guest at some point. And maybe they did. And was I he just don't know that. that point? But like when it started. Well, so he like he so he he's a he's a pretty prolific voice actor. Uh, his most well known role before Futurama, I believe, was probably Stimpy right. from Ren and Stimpy. Right, right. That's why he probably wasn't on the show. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's they hard. go after Stimpy pretty hard. They do. Well, they go after Ren and Stimpy uh, and John Chris Faluski, mm-hmm. uh, the creator. Uh, like they are not fans of him, yeah. and neither, nor should they be. He's no. a terrible human. Is he? Yeah. Tell me why. Uh, he apparently was, at least like, he's notoriously, uh, late for work. <laughs> I mean, probably he's notoriously like, uh, like, uh, not a team player, human. I guess is the best way to describe it. Like he's one of those, uh, people who thinks that he's an auteur, right? So he's like, you know, oh, my way or the that. highway. Um, he's apparently really hard to work with and, uh, was just, uh, I believe there was some like abuse, uh, maybe harassment allegations against him as well with some of his staff. This is all off the top of my dome, so if anything is wrong, don't fact check me. Um, What's his name? J- uh, John Chris Faluski. Oh I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, if you just do John, how do you spell or sorry, that, yeah, John K. 
Ren and Stimpy, it'll he'll come up because a lot of people just call him John K. Um, but yeah, and then uh, there was a whole thing about. Uh, do you remember Ren and Stimpy's like adult cartoon party? Mm, do you remember that? No. It was them. It was like him bringing Ren and Stimpy back, and it was and it was going to be on Cartoon Network, I think, or maybe Adult Swim, well, like, like a new series. The, yeah, like a new series oh. where, and it was called Adult Cartoon Party because. Uh, the idea was it was going to be like off the leash. Like, Ooh. you know, when the original series came out, he wanted to be really like gross and I mean, uh, like sexual and like stuff like that. And they had, they kind of reined him in like, not nah, like you can have gross out stuff, but no like sex and you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, so adult car- cartoon party came, came out and, uh, I believe he got fired from his own show. Uh, is my recollection Props. because he was a piece of garbage. So. Always a good sign. Yeah. So anyway, um, Billy West, also the voice of the red M M&M, and M uh, and Busby, the honey nut Cheerios B. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was also the first voice for invader Zim. Ah, that is a show I never watched in the pilot, but yeah. they replaced him. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and for good, I, I think it was the right choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his voice is close to what the eventual one came out to be, but the eventual, uh, voice actor is like, it's an iconic voice performance that I don't think anyone else could have done that well. Josh Keaton. Is that his name? I have no idea. <laughs> for some reason, I associate that name with Invader Zim. So I thought maybe you would know and I'd really impress you, but I, I, I might just be pulling a name. I can butt. never remember what his name is, to be perfectly honest. Um, but um, on the Chris Valusi thing, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, whenever we say like allegation things that that we might not be sure of, always good to check. <laughs> is this guy running joke? Just so I don't have to make a time code note and cut that out, but I don't have to cut that out because he's a, He's he's a big pile of garbage. <laughs> you may as well just say whatever you want at this yeah, point. He yeah, he is a he's a he's a garbage man. Well, thanks for making it easy on us, Johnny boy. Yeah, I actually had a chance to meet, or I almost had a chance to meet Billy West, and you didn't. Oh, well, he was scheduled to come to the Lethbridge. I can't remember if it was the Comic Expo or the Comic Con because they kind What's of. What's the difference? Well, they used to be um, the same expo, and then there was infighting, and they said. We're gonna form the Lethbridge Comic Expo, oh, and the other so half was stupid. like, it was. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. I think it's so stupid. But one of them was like, "Well, we have Billy West coming," and I was like, "Okay, ticket done." And then he got stopped at like the border or something. He couldn't get through customs or whatever, and so he skyped in to like answer questions. But I was sad. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. I met him. It was. A sh- it was. It was not. Oh, we did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Well. Take over, Alan. <laughs> That's a better story. Yeah, it's a much better story. <laughs> uh, no, he was at uh, Calgary Comic Expo uh, five, maybe six years ago. I can't remember. Uh, actually, probably 2012, I want to say. Anyway, um, and I went, uh, that was the first time I went to Comic Expo, and it was because uh, him and John DiMaggio were both there. Um, Amazing. And uh, I think there's some other people that I was like, I think it was so, uh, TNG, like Star Trek Next Generation was like their, their big ticket, you know, meet the whole cast or whatever. And so like, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart and like some other people I was, I was like, I'd like to meet them. But then I got there and realized, oh, everyone charges an exorbitant amount of money for autographs. Uh, luckily the voice actors didn't. So I went to Billy West and John DiMaggio's, uh, booth, but it was right after one of their panels, which I missed. Like I actually tried to get into that panel but I missed it. Um, and because of that, John DiMaggio actually hadn't like went on a break or something. So he wasn't there. 
which was kind of a bummer because like it was a pretty big line as it was. And so I lined up, met Billy West, and was just kind of lamenting. I didn't get to meet John DiMaggio as well, but I was like, I'm not going to stand in line again. So that's that's that. Um, yeah, well, one for two. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, and I got I had a, I have a little Fry uh, figure. I got him to sign. Nice. Got a little picture with him. And yeah, no, he's he's. I mean, any, anytime you meet a celebrity in that context, it's always like, eh, like you're not really meeting them. You're yeah. just you're exchanging pleasantries. Yeah. But I did, you know, uh, working, I was still right? kind of star starstruck, and that's so why I said like, uh, you know, kind of sheepishly like. Uh, after he signed it, I'm like, thank you so much. You guys are my heroes. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like he's, he seemed Never genuine. heard that one before. Hey, he's like, he seemed genuinely like, oh, thank you so much. Like, like, and, and he seems like a nice dude. Yeah. Like I, I do feel, uh, after watching like documentaries and stuff as well about voice actors, it does seem like they, their job is often thankless, um, with the amount of work they do. Mm, yeah. And so I do feel like when people do like appreciate them and like recognize them and that kind of thing, they do appreciate it more so than someone like. Um, I don't know, Tom Cruise is just like, yeah, everyone loves me. Who has a face on what they do yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it's, you're not special. But, so that was cool. That nice. is cool. Um, so, we're, let's just uh, transition into talking about the episode here. <laughs> of um, course. We're talking about scenes from the class struggle in Springfield. It is the 14th episode of season seven, written by Jennifer Crittenden and directed by Susie Dieter. Original air date, February 4th, 1996. This uh, is not Crittenden's first writing. No, credit. and it's not Dieter's first directing. However, yep. it is the first time a woman is both in the directing and writing uh, slot for an episode. Yeah, and it's almost February. Them, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we've we've often matched up very well with yeah. uh, with the original air dates. Um, I'm not planning on going anywhere this summer, though. So we might actually keep the show going. Oh, this summer. So it might fall off the rails completely <laughs> as far as the lining up go. Get ready Wait, for a Halloween breaks? episode in August. <laughs> you don't take breaks when the shows did? Uh, we, well, we did because Greg would leave. Yeah, I would just be right. gone for... So just like out of necessity. I'd yeah. be like, well, we're not recording, yeah. so goodbye. Um, we've done a few remotely, which uh, anybody who hosts a podcast out there, I would highly recommend trying it and never doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. It's really not. Uh, I can't get this this uh, you know zippy chemistry that we get in person. Yeah, if you're wondering which shut up, one. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but <laughs> but you know what we should do is we should do like a bunch of bonus. Shut stuff. up, Alan. Oh man, uh, <laughs> just do reruns over the summer. <laughs> but I think that'd be a great opportunity to do a bunch of bonus stuff of things that, you know, aren't just the episodes. Oh, is this another segment of... Uh, behind the scenes? Behind the scenes? It sure is. Online? I love it. Um, over the summer? Yeah, over episode? the summer, do bonus episodes and then get back to the regular season in the Like, say, in September. Uh, time to do uh, Zombie Simpsons? Yeah, we could do that. We could do uh, some of the video games. We could do... Um, I still want to do the Yellow Album. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. we did Simpsons Sing the Blues. <laughs> gotta get the doctor on. And gotta get the doctor on. Uh, he'll be using a pseudonym. Um, <laughs> so anyone who listens to this episode and puts all the pieces together will figure it out. But those, you know, oh, just on the internet, yeah. just on the internet who are like, you know, oh, Dr. Ife Abiola wants to work for me. Let me Google his name. What's this? Simpsons? Let me listen to this episode. Oh, he's drunk and talking about guns? <laughs> I shouldn't hire him. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch what you say on the Internet. You know, well, your entire past is right there, right him, for the him, little, for the, for, the, for the bloodhounds to rifle through. It's all him, there. We're just pointing them out, too. I got yeah, him very sorry. drunk. So 
Did you? I listened to it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it is funny. But he's very. Drunk. But like, it's not embarrassing. There's a point. There's it's a point. honestly not embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't think so either. I don't. But th- there's a point in the episode where he literally runs to the bathroom, and I just pretended like he was still there. <laughs> that was the funniest part of the episode. I just plays a song and be like, "See this part," right? and I just like blather on about something, just make it seem like I'm talking to him. And then he comes back, and I'm like, "Don't you agree?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> It's great. Um, yeah, anyway. So if you want to see more stuff like that this summer, instead of our regularly scheduled programming, let us know. Yeah, Shoot let us, us know an you email. Want bonus episodes. And uh, I mean, I'd like to do some uh, real bonus episodes as well. By that, I mean like ones Patreon for subscribers can get yeah. access to. Um, and I think we should do some like uh, some tiered stuff. Like if we get, you know, 20 subscribers... Then we release a certain app, uh, you know, whatever. Something that people are clamoring for. I don't know what that is yet. Well, I know we said, like, the Zombie Simpsons Mm -hmm. episodes. Um, We could allow Patreon subscribers to request their own episode. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And if it, like, if it passes muster. We could let them submit, like, episodes and we could be like, oh, let's see. Mm -hmm. You can, and we could do it that way. Yeah. Obviously, this is a half-baked idea at best right now, but... Here's a question for you. It might become a full-baked potato later. The movie mm. released 2006? Something like that. So that would have been... Eight. Two, no. Uh, ha, uh, seven. <laughs> I don't, I don't take know. Down the middle. Okay, Google. When when was the Simpsons movie... Oh, <laughs> I didn't like that. Oh, when was the Simpsons movie released? Siri. Too many words. Compose a tweet. <laughs> it didn't do anything. Oh, there it goes. My podcast Can't reach host. Google at the moment. God damn it. Well, it's because we're in a bunker. Okay, Google. When was the Simpsons movie released? You're killing me, man. This is this is the worst episode we've ever done. It was released in Canada on July 27th, 2007. 2007. 2007. There you go. Yeah, there See? you go. Were you right? I was Thank right. Thank you, Google. Nailed My it. complete guess was completely accurate. July 27th, 2007? Yeah. I had just graduated high school. Damn. You're old. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You're not that old. I'm older. Um, <laughs> Don't you forget it. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say, 2007, that would have been what? Season like 18. 18 or some shit? Yeah. Damn. So that's Zombie Simpsons. Yeah. That would be a good bonus episode. The if movie? We, yeah, if we reach a certain amount uh, of subscribers. Well, we have a decent amount already. Shall we say fifty? Let's uh, let's put that in as the, uh, the the let's put a pin in that and say that's a good uh, first guess. But I need to look at the the, the stats and the, sure. and the numbers. You know, I need to crunch some numbers. Right, 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 right. The number we're floating right now is fifty. It might go yes. up or down. It might go up or down. Yeah. But anyway, there you go, everybody. Sweet, sweet. So this uh, episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, written by Jennifer Crittenden and directed by Susie Susie Dieter, um, is a Marge episode. Yeah. Notoriously one of the writer's least favorite characters to write for. Yeah, she's an old stick in the mud. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what... She just goes, homie. Yeah. That's my impression. There's a lot of her being that in this episode, but they kind of like dive into what they're... Well, there's a reason behind it this time where it's her getting a glimpse... Of uh, high society life. As Perhaps a life she could have had. Yes. And uh, wondering if she can still, you know, 
get, set a foot in that world. So, now, I don't know how um, anyone else feels about Marge episodes, but I, usually in the golden era, I'm pretty much for them. I, <laughs> I like most of them, like there's Marge. Really are there quite good. a few? Or? No, no, no. They're okay. very, very rare. Yeah. And there's some really good ones. The, my favorite one is probably Springfield Connection. That's a great episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Springfield Connection. Marge becomes a cop. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, sell the jeans and live like a queen. <laughs> Now, that episode is, uh, I, I think, is, is really wonderful. It, um, it, it shows Marge that having, like, these greater skills and greater ambitions than we've ever seen her have before. And I think... And excelling at them. And excelling at them, yes. Uh, and this episode, I also think, is a really, really great uh, exploration of Marge's, um, just her character as we, in a situation we haven't seen her in before, in a situation where she actually wants something. Yes. However, the difference is she does not excel at this. She doesn't. No. And I think that's the key thing between this and the Springfield Connection, if we want to just compare those two. She's passable at this. She's passable, but it's 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 all very clearly a facade. Yes. You know what I mean? Versus, I feel, in Springfield Connection, it's, she's very good at this and should be doing this, but the, but the Springfield around her can't handle her being such a good cop. Yeah. So she has to quit. Uh, this is, you know, this world, this high society world, country club, whatever you want to call it, is doing just fine. And she tries to, like, get in there, and they kind of, they're kind of like, uh, like, you know, friendly to her. Well, not all of them are friendly, but, <laughs> you know, they're nice enough to her, and uh, she's doing her best, but... I think partly because she feels so out of place, she can't fully uh, embrace the the nature of the world. You know, it's 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 little things like when she says when they're talking about, um, you know, the being getting stuff in the mail or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, I get I get good housekeeping in the mail, and it's got so many recipes." And like she's trying in that sense, but that's like such a different thing to these people that they're just like, "Oh, cool!" Like I don't know, we have a chef, so I don't I don't cook. Yeah. We it's, tried to we microwave soup and it was a mess apparently. Like this It's like she knows she should want this. Right. And she's trying very hard to want this. But it's at But the, should she want this? It's only at the end where she actually asks herself that question. Yeah. Should she want this? Is the kind of is this the kind of person that she would want to be? Have any of you ever been a part of a country club in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely God, not. No. no? <laughs> ever been to one? Uh, not that I can remember. If mm. I have, like, it's just, you know, probably with my parents. I don't know. Was there one in Lethbridge? There was, wasn't there? <clears throat> like, I feel like there's a place called the Country Club, but it's not like a place where you have to be a member and there's like a gate. It's definitely called the Country Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, like I, went, I went there club. for brunch, you know, like ah, yeah. with my family yeah. uh, uh, on Mother's Day last year or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'm in there in my, you know, dirty uh, pants. Mm. I don't know. Who, me? Yeah. But of course, this Greg right here. Yeah, of course I've been to a country club. Where, where was this one? Yeah. A members only country club. It's the Bears Paw Country Club. Where Where is that? Bears In Paw. Bears Paw. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. Yeah, we're from Canada, everybody. <laughs> In case you forgot, let's drive it. We right have places home here. called Bears Paw, and it's just and normal. Moose Jaw, <laughs> and Goose Beak, Edmonton, probably. And Edmonton, what a shithole. Um, lesser known city in, you know, mid-Saskatchewan is called Caribou Shit. 
Population seven. <laughs> Manitoba's population It's really more density. of a shanty town. <laughs> there is a gas station that doesn't pump any gas because it's frozen. It's not hooked up, yeah. <laughs> and polar bears live in the only house. Mm-hmm. The family is dead. Tourism, Canada. <laughs> Visit us. Come check us out. We got BC and we also got Saskatchewan. And remember caribou shit. Caribou shit. Come check it out. In the middle of it all. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bearspaw Country Club. Yeah, I was there. It's a weird... Where is Bearspaw? Sorry. Jesus like, Christ. I just don't know... <laughs> is it like is it in Alberta? Yes, of course. Okay. I don't know this shit. On it's li- it's okay. It's on it's it's on your way to um to Cochrane. So remember when okay. when I would have yeah. the uh, Oscar parties? No, I know where Cochrane. Is. Okay, and <laughs> and you would come out to like you would go north by northwest uh-huh. uh, on Highway One A. Oh boy. When you drive down the hill, that's Cochrane. So before the hill part, uh-huh. that is a I place just need called to know the province. I Bears don't, Paw. I don't need to know the exact longitude and latitude. The point is uh-huh. the houses there. Okay. My God. Very nice. Yes. Oh. Correct absolutely. sound. Um, so, so it's like a high society. Very place. high society. It's like every single house could be a country club mansion. Now, the Bears Paw Golf and Country Club is... And it's fairly close to the mountains, so people like that shit. They do like that shit <laughs> very much. They like to go out to the mountains, not live there. <laughs> they like to wake unless up and from see Australia. them. Oh, yeah, unless you're, of course, from Australia. Then you Bam, go out. For those that aren't aware, is notoriously 75% of yeah. Australian. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's... <laughs> no, the, you know, the boot is one of their proudest traditions. It's just a little boot in the bum. Yeah. You know? Uh, what I was saying is it's very, diff- it's very, very strange to be waited on and to okay. be called sir and to be <laughs> like, not, not oh. Not saying you're making a scene. Yeah. And to be like, oh, don't worry about bringing your clubs around these 20 feet from the front door to your golf cart. Uh-huh. We have someone specifically paid to do that. Right. It's weird. Guys. To not have to do anything. Yeah. To not do like it's. They like, just provide your own caddies. Or well, own. They, 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 they don't even a provide a caddy. Everyone oh. gets a golf cart. Sure. And and you can do, of course, like when they do tournaments, you can. There's caddies, sure. I imagine, um, <laughs> because I think you have to walk in golf tournaments, and that's the official rules of golf: is you have to walk your course. Oh, is that an official rule? I, I actually didn't know that. Like if you're a tour pro or something, yeah, you have to walk the course. Seems and, like kind of an unnecessary rule. Well, and you also have to keep your own score. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, it's based on the honor system. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> But if you turn in an incorrect scorecard, it costs you strokes. But how do the they end. know if it's incorrect? Because there's computers and cameras. So they're, they're broadcasting so they're, it to they're everyone. Score too. It's ba- yeah, they're they're keeping score, but you have to make sure that you get it right. So it's it's almost like a, it's a mental oh, game. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not um, just play the best game. It's also play the best game and pay a fucking attention. Yeah. To your shit that you write down, because yeah. if you're wrong, you, you lose, idiot. That's so part of the etiquette, I guess. Hey? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's a because you remember it's a it's it's not just a sport. It's, it's a, a gentleman's. Game. It's an etiquette based sport, much like equestrian riding. And so, did you play a lot of golf? Did I? No, no. I have played golf several times, only usually with my father. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, My dad definitely tried to get me to like golf. And how'd that go? It didn't work. No. Well, I was um, like, I like putting. He's like, okay, well, let's do some driving. I'm like, no, I'm going to putt. And it's like, I'm just going to go to mini golf. (laughs) How's that sound? It's actually one of my favorite parts about this episode Uh is the The fact that everyone, yeah, well, yeah, but everyone but Bart essentially has a little, has a little plot. Yeah. Yeah, Bart's just kind of there. Yeah. They say no grifting, so. And he's and then he's out of the episode. Yeah. Ah, raspberries. <laughs> yeah, the golf parts are good, actually. Yeah. I like those. And the next time he tries to do anything is during the, like, the, the final night of the, uh, with their big initiation night. And she immediately stomps that out. Yeah. Uh, and he's out of the episode again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. It's okay. It's not about him. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I really do love the, the, the golf stuff because Homer becomes so adept at it so quickly. Yeah, that was hilarious. He gets really into it, and it's something that he could probably live with. Have we seen Homer play golf before? I was wondering that, too. I'm not, like, I've done nothing about this show, but, I mean, it seems like that would be, like, a running joke almost. He seems like the kind of, uh, you know, uh, typical American who would love golf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I he do. loves watching football. He likes bowling. Golf seems like the next step, but maybe you have to walk the whole way. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like it because of that. Oh, golf is also like an expensive game. Is it? Notoriously. Hmm. Yes. I, I just, I don't know. Like uh, I said, yeah, you can, well, you can find cheap par threes around there and shoot nine holes, but they're like, they're not going to challenge you in any way if you want to get better. Even on, like, a larger scale, though, like, you need a course to play golf. Yeah. You don't need, like, two nets and a couple sticks and a street, right? Like, yeah. it's like a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, like yeah, netball. Yeah, yeah exactly. going. Uh, <laughs> My favorite sport. Going out and playing golf is nothing like like netball. No. <laughs> There's no net involved, unless you're driving. And the ball is very different than the ball of netball, which we all know. Yeah, we all is, know. you know, a hexagon. Yeah. Which is not even really a ball, so it's, it's kind of a misnomer. It's more, mis- a, more yeah. of a disc. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a mi- It's kind of a misnomer. They do still call it a ball. Yes. What's your favorite position in netball? Uh, probably like the uh, the the tall stop. The t- yeah, okay. Yeah. I admire the athleticism yeah. that's required. If you've ever seen a netball game, I challenge you not to judge people who enjoy sports before you've seen like a net. The skill of a tall stop is just overwhelming it's, sometimes. Yeah, it's... It's impressive when you see a really good tall stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is the handler. The handler, of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the backbone of the game. Backbone, yeah. 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 What well, quarterback is to... To football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a fun bit. <laughs> <laughs> is that like an Australian game? It's a, it's a yeah. game we just made up just now. <laughs> Netball? <laughs> I don't know if I know anything about that. But you guys just taught me. Well, yeah. We just told you all there is to know about it. There's two positions, at least... The, uh, the tall stop, <laughs> tall the, stop uh, and the handler. handler. The handler. There you is got, a net. You got the, you got the forward skipper. Ah, oh, there we go. There's forward the skipper. Thir- yeah. There's the third one. Yeah, there we played go. in high school. <laughs> you got the. Uh... There he's coming on board. <laughs> I feel like we the were the ball tender. We were weirdly sincere with that bit, mm. and I looked at Ryan, and he seemed like in his mind, it seemed like he was saying, like, "Is this a joke, or is this a real sport? I'm just not familiar with." Oh yeah, you know, you read that perfectly. Yeah, yeah. so that's why, that's why I felt like I nearly wanted to full complain. score, full score for you, because um, yeah, you know, I was not bits, joking. Bits really uh, can destroy friendships. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, enough with the bits. Uh, no. Let's no, get down to the no more bits in this podcast. Ryan, did you <laughs> no enjoy this episode? I did. Mm. Yeah, I was interested. Like, what, like leading up to tonight, I 
wasn't sure what to expect just because I hadn't seen The Simpsons in so long. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's great. So in it reminds me of Futurama in a lot of ways, which I'm much more familiar with. Well, this might shock you. Okay. <laughs> Matt Same Groening. creator. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Same guy. Holy shit. You heard everyone, you heard it here first. Yeah. This is breaking news. Yeah. Same guy. Same network yeah. as well. Fox Kids. Wow. Yeah. Saturday mornings. Fox News. Right after hysteria. I got some I gotta read up on my Futurama trivia. And right before the Animaniacs, I wanna say. That was Warner Brothers. <laughs> you know the whole schedule of like Freakazoid. That's the one I was looking. God damn it! That would have been a good one. Guys, remember Freakazoid? Moving on. I do, and I didn't like it. No. Anyway, I can't remember. I don't remember Freakazoid. It's one of those like it was in the era where all the like kids' cartoons were. Let's make a really crazy guy as our lead character. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And like he's literally called Freakazoid, and it's just like yeah. Now it's like let's be Rick and Morty and fail miserably. Kind of, kind of feels like a homage to Captain Wacky. Yeah, in a way. Later named Homer. Yeah, which brings us back on track. Yes. Hey, Simpsons. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, in the ten years that it has been since you watched an episode of Simpsons until this very day, what are the things that maybe you remembered most about the show before today? Was it just the yellow and the big and the and the very bright color palette? What were the things that stood out to you? I guess so, yeah. I just, I remember just like little like tactics they would use almost, like the little visual gags that would just come and go. And if you miss them too bad, like mm-hmm. like in today's episode where they're driving out to that outlet mall and it's like former Japanese internment camp, <laughs> 70 miles. That was, that was great. And it's just like, yep, that is, it's there and it's gone. That's, that's a fantastic that's, joke. That's it, yep. And like all the little like wordplay things and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, That's by the way, those that are following along at home about where Springfield is located, uh, my brief half, half-assed <laughs> research uh, says that the only Japanese inter- internment camps were in California. Hmm. They were only... Not it, in one of the 13 Springfields or whatever in the yeah. U.S.? Then again, but they were driving far. Yeah, right? it was like, right. what it was, it so 270 miles yeah, it was like to... <laughs> 300 miles almost. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe they're from maybe it's the Springfield's in Oregon. They I think they drove over three hundred miles. Well, yeah, because it was like at that point the sign said it's in two hundred seventy miles. So yeah. who knows how far they'd gone by then? So with those things in mind, um, what were you recognizing today um, in 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 this episode that that stood out to you as something like oh I like this? What was making you like it again after? Did you like ten it? years? I did like it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and. I don't know. I like Homer as a character quite a lot. I mean, he's kind of the centerpiece of the show. Not in this episode, necessarily, but, I mean, he's a big part of it, obviously. Yeah, he's the mascot of the show, easily. Totally. And I just like his, like, logic of... I don't know about logic, but just, like, he just doesn't care. It's like, when the golfer's giving in their tips, he's like, like, act like nobody's watching. He just, like, scratches his ass and, like, (laughs) takes everything completely out of context and just, that's that's the way he is. Mm. So you're... uh, He's not self-conscious whatsoever. So you're a Homer guy. Yeah, I think so. Would you say he's so probably your favorite member of the family? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, wouldn't that sure. be fair? Based on my memory of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah the most memorable. Okay. In my scenario, I guess. Um, did, um, did any of the sentimentality uh, ring true to you or rub you the wrong way? I've, we've had guests on who have felt uh, on opposing ends of that. Oh, inter- interesting. I'd say it rang true. I really like that. That's a great, like emotional 
kind of core to get back to, especially this episode. It's like, it's like your family versus like these people you're trying to please and like be like a, just have a status. Right. And mm. then she eventually turns back to her family. And is, this is a segment we like to call Greg tries to make the guest cry. Well, <laughs> I was actually going to bring it back to uh, the fact that my mother didn't really respond to right. the whole, um, mother, sentimentality. son, sentimentality yeah, yeah. of mother Simpson. Um, so you're saying Ryan has more of a heart than your mother. No, that's not what I'm saying. You're saying that. Um, (laughs) I'm just inferring what you're trying to put down here. And Uh, I feel like we all know what's going on. I'm going back into the (laughs) self-sabotage hole now. Bye. Greg. Yeah. Does this always happen? (laughs) More often than you Ah, do, Greg. Um, uh, how how do you feel about this episode? Um, I feel like you got some stuff you want to say. I mean, I think it's a pretty <laughs> great episode. I I really like it. Uh, one of the things that I like most about it is the new cast of characters that we are introduced sure. to in this episode. Yeah, they're great. Robert Ta, uh, Eliza Beth, Sue Sin, um, <laughs> of course, Patricia, uh, Patricia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all of these, all of these, like for one joke. Mm-hmm. For one joke, they create a whole room of new character uh, models uh, who are, play a major role in the in the show, and who all have different outfits every time they appear. Every mm-hmm. time that, which contrasts Marge just yes. having the one suit, and it contrasts everyone in the show. Definitely, everyone. It's the only time that it actually matters what someone's wearing in this entire show, right? Because I golden like, arrow. Am I correct to assume? I mean, most of the time. Everyone's wearing the same thing. Unless, yeah. like, they're yeah. in, like, Classic a different Classic cartoon role. roles. Like, yeah. They all have the same outfits. Homer's got the white the shirt and yes. blue pants. Yeah. And, and they have whatever. their, they even have their, like, their, their, oh, we're changing what, what they're wearing. Yeah. Uh, and it was garb. It was a big deal. Yeah. Which is, no, they have, like, standard for that, too, is what I mean. Like, um, well, they have their church clothes. Yeah. Right? They have their church yeah. clothes. They have their standard winter gear, right? Um, they have their vacation gear like their standard vacation yeah, stuff I think that changes every time not, maybe not every time but often when they go on vacation okay uh, I think maybe it's just they, I've they heard, something I've, different maybe I've just seen itchy and scratchy land so many times that yeah. it seems like it's all the time um so that was really cool seeing this new location in Springfield I always love when they add a new location that's just mm-hmm. out of nowhere but makes a lot of sense because you have people like Monty Burns and Kent Brockman and Krusty the Clown in Springfield, people who would be very well-to-do in this town that they would be able to create an exclusive club because Monty Burns just has that air about him that he would, of course, be a member of this Yeah, it would be weird if he wasn't. It would be. Uh, And it would be weird that he would live in a town that didn't have one. Yeah, exactly. So that means it's, I think it's very on point for it to actually be a part of this town and just the idea of seeing the simpsons in an entire episode interacting with people who are out of their stratosphere as far as financial security goes as far as class goes uh, like wealth class things um, in common anything anything yeah yeah, anything they have nothing in common with these people they are truly uncomfortable and i think the episode does a really really great job of putting us the viewer in the position of each of the members of the simpsons uh especially marge but also homer and also uh lisa because she brings up some really great Mm -hmm. points i really appreciate about this episode the fact that it doesn't follow the normal sitcom uh, trope that I would expect from something from a, a, a premise like this, where one of the char- one of the family 
is inter- is invited into this high society world, and she brings the family. And I feel like most sitcoms would just make it be like, ah, they don't fit in, and like you know, oh, Homer's f- farting. And <laughs> it would be a shenanigans episode. Yeah, exactly. Like things are going wrong, and Marge is like, oh no, gulp. And I really kind of appreciate the fact, like, there's that moment that I really like in the episode where uh, they first arrive and. Uh, what's her fa- What's her name? Uh, her friend, Evelyn. Evelyn, thank you. Uh, and Evelyn's like, you know, Marge, your family doesn't need to stand in the alcove; they're free to enjoy the club. <laughs> and you cut to them, and they're just they're standing so still, like they're like they're behaving right, like they're doing this for Marge. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. she, there's the the preface to that where she's like, like please just be on your best behavior. But most sitcoms would have that be like the, ah, but they're not. They're not going to be on their best behavior, you know? And instead, they're just like, no, they're trying. They're trying their best to just... They're trying because they love her. Because they love her. And, yeah. and like, their idea of trying is just do nothing. <laughs> Stand right. and watch. And then, you know, Homer has that line. It's like, let's go... Uh, check it. Check out the rest wait, of the place. Wait Rather the than just right, wait in the car while yeah. mom tries to fit in. Yeah. yeah. Rather than Bart, just like defaulting to like Bart skateboarding around yeah. or, or like or wh- doing pranks, whatever. Or, yeah. yeah. So I, I like that about the episode. The only thing I'll say is that it's not a big laughs episode for me. It's not um, until Burns comes into the picture. Yeah, which is a <laughs> yes. fantastic way to revitalize or just to you know inject some energy yeah. into. Any episode of, of The Simpsons, but specifically this one, where it's, you know, a little bit shy on the jokes. Yeah. But as, again, as soon as Monty gets involved. Homer and, helps out too, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like, they always play off each other brilliantly. And the whole, of course, him talking to Smithers in in, in the in the office mm-hmm. is one of the best scenes. Yeah, with Richard Nixon and, yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I also I just remembered that the 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 episode kicks off. I really wanted to talk about with, this <laughs> with Grandpa destroying their TV. Yes, oh right, for no reason. <laughs> they needed to break the TV. Yeah, um, which I think is very funny. But then the, the thing just kind of struck me this time is a very interesting uh, dive into the at least Bart and Homer's psyche, where it's yay we're getting a new TV. Right. So that normally a family like this that is near or below the poverty line, which is what we're meant to assume with their family throughout the series. In this episode, at least. A- and in this episode. Yeah. But I mean, often it's often very a, often, a, a more often point, than right? not. Yeah. yeah. Is that they they are not well to do. They don't have a lot of money. Um, <laughs> it's very telling that they're excited to get a new TV uh because, like, that's their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't think, oh, but it's going to cost us a lot of money. That's not their first thought. It's just, oh, the TV broke? Awesome. We got a new one. Yay. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, they have to go to the... Uh, the Outlet Mall. Outlet Mall in Ogdenville. Ogdenville. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we see a monorail in the background anymore? We do not. Yeah, I kind of wish they had thrown that in. Me too. Yeah. Maybe that's one where he... Maybe that's one he was lying about. Well, isn't that, isn't that the same one they go to in the episode? In North I, I, she goes to North Haverbrook. Is it North Haverbrook? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Uh, they go to North Haverbrook. I think this is the first time we see Ogdenville. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, of course, they do yeah. They do come back, um, the Ogdenville Wildcats. Right, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, Gotta build that world. Who are we? Yeah. The Wildcats. Who yeah. are we going to beat? The, the Wildcats. Wildcats. <laughs> uh, I think that's very funny because it's very accurate. Yep. Um, my school team was called the Bobcats, so... Oh. 
Which uh, which school? Like high school? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My high school was the Tigers. The high school, yeah. Okay, I guess it could have been oh, no, my wait. middle school. Wait, what was my? I don't remember. My middle the Rams. school. My middle school was the Mountain Lions. So cool. like, same my middle thing. school was the Tigers. Yeah. My high school was the Rams. Oh, that's different. Yeah. At least that's different. <laughs> <laughs> a different animal. Yeah. A different strong mountain based yeah. animal. Yeah, exactly. I think junior high was the Wolverines. Nice. So, like, Again, a different strong yeah, exactly. mountain base. X Men. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> a very common theme here. Yeah. From Alberta. Everyone's favorite X Men. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. It's my favorite X Men. That's a He's good okay. X Men right there. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, the, the trip to the Ogdenville outlet store, I think, is one of the great. Uh, just like quotable jokes in in the series is like Sorny. I I know a genuine <laughs> Panaphonics when I see one yeah. Magnet Box Magnet Box yeah. and Sorny Sorny of course mm-hmm. those are all top quality machines <laughs> Carnivale 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 <laughs> it's which we're we're to assume is the one they get. Uh, yeah, he said you uh, you wrap it up by bringing the pennies, right? Yeah, and so they get and then, it, and then it, but then it's like never seen again. So it's the I same just, TV. Sure, yeah, it's the exact same yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really think too hard about yeah. <laughs> that continuity, but whatever. So, like when she's when she's vacuuming in yeah, the Chanel it's suit, the it's, the, it's the old TV. It doesn't even have straight rabbit ears. <laughs> Like they're all junked again. Maybe there's a deleted scene where like they they realize that they can't pay for this new one, and they just fix the old one. They just fix. It. I don't know. There's something fun about that though. I like that moment as they all go off together to be like, "Yay, we're getting a new TV." Mm-hmm. It's a it's a family moment that's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys ever went shopping for a television with your family. No. No. No, it was oh, my so. dad would just be like, "No, I'm picking it." Like, you don't have a say. Why would you yeah. come with me? He's the one who's buying it. Yeah. Why would you get to say? <laughs> get out of here, boy. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I told you. Um, you wait in the car. <laughs> uh, I I think I went with um with my dad and my mom to pick out one. My sister might have been there. Yeah. Um, the much often men- mentioned sister. That I have. <laughs> oh, is this a new, is this a new bit? Is this... Hi, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Does she listen? She's fine. She... I don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't think Carly. She... If you're listening, send us an email. Yeah, to just, the Hammock so District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Yeah, send it out. It's real easy. And Alan yeah. will check it. I will. <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, good, she listens. Yeah, that'd be great. And if I don't hear from her next time I see her in person, I'll You just, can update Greg on angry. how his sister is doing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, she's fine. E- efficiency, <laughs> That's what you guys are all about. <laughs> I love it. I love having an intermediary. <laughs> so Marge goes to this uh, store. Um, is it the same one, like, stepping out? Is that the same yeah. one? Okay, yeah. Uh, and she finds this Chanel suit. Um, marked, what was it, marked down from 20... 2900 or something like 2800. that? 2800 2800 yeah. yeah. And it was only $90. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever, like, found something, like, maybe not to that extreme, but found something like that, and you're just like, man, like, that's such a good markdown that I should get it. <laughs> even yes. though it was expensive, you mean? Yeah. Like, yes. even, like, in this case, like, like $90 for one piece of clothing is ludicrous to me. 
Right. Uh, unless it's like a suit, like a you know a full men's suit. Um, ninety dollars. I know. Ninety dollars for a full men's suit. I know. Suit. That's what I'm saying. I don't like spending money on clothes. Jesus Christ! It's ridiculous. It's a fucking scam. <laughs> Welcome back to Alan's village. Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> you know when you They're say it's not man. markup, that is? You know when you it's insanity. And they it's have, not a conspiracy. They have, they have children doing it for mm. pennies on the dollar. Just gonna just, yeah, just reduce my volume there. there. Yeah. I'm gonna get even louder. You're gonna blow out the mic. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but I just, I, I hate clothes shopping for that reason because I feel it's all way too expensive. Uh... I basically, like, I go to stores that I like, where I like the styles, and then I just go to the clearance rack. I don't even look at the stuff on the shelf. Like, sometimes they'll catch my eye, and I'll be like, oh, that'd be nice. And usually I don't even go and look at it, but sometimes I'll, you know, curiosity, I'll go, and like, oh, $70. No! Why would I spend $70 on a shirt? See this? Yeah. $70? Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> but it was marked down from He's 140 referring to... A that's spiffy the, cardigan. Still, actually, that's pretty good. Deal. That's He's pretty good. Deal. This see, is the, this that's is, what I mean. This is and the so thing. I see, I see I'm wearing in, it right now. But that's what, so that's what I was going to say. I go to the clearance rack and I see that that idea, right? Like even if it's 50 bucks, if it's marked down, if it's 50% off, and so it was 100 bucks, and I'm like, oh man, that's that's pretty good and I do like it, you know? So it's, I mean, it's all, it's all the, you know, consumer... Um, conspiracy but then it's also no, the, con- like it's, it's also like science the, the right? brand the brand in this episode and right, for this really episode, yeah. is right everything yeah. right? And it's a real world brand yeah as well i don't know if they're allowed to completely show it because they never do no and i thought actually when she was showing the tag that said chanel i thought it was going to say something else when they checked on closer inspection like as like a, oh it's not chanel it's like some knockoff brand but maybe yeah i didn't i never thought of it that way they never fully show you it in writing like there's a tree blocking the, right. the Chanel store. Right. And yes, she, she never hilarious. fully unreveals what it is. But uh, they can say it, which is interesting. Yeah, I never really... I wonder. Got that. I never understood that part. Just the image. Were they the unsure if they could use it at first and they wanted to do it? And then they're like, oh, we could use it, but we already van- we've already animated. So that's right. why they just have her say it? I don't know. I, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I'm just That's interesting because I never thought about that, but... Yeah, or if they were like, you know, we won't show it so that if we need to change the, you know, Chanel into something else, we can very easily. Right. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Into a fake, a fake designer or a, just a different designer, maybe. Um. Anyway, the thing is, uh, <laughs> that whole idea of it was this price, but now it's this price, uh, is also a tactic used in some uh, stores where they will put. The it was this price much higher than it actually was. Even if was. it wasn't, yes. Or like, if, so like, if it's, yeah. Uh, you know, let's say it's a shirt uh, that normally sells for fifty bucks. When they put it on the clearance rack, they'll say was seventy bucks now forty. Oh, whatever, and people are suckers you know? for that too. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's all it's like me in included. Consumer. Uh, the other thing is, it, whenever you go to the mall, this is for people who like me don't like buying expensive clothes. If you're if you're walking by a store and it has, uh, like. 50% off, 70% off, like a percentage on the racks, that's an expensive store. If it has like the actual price on the racks, like $9.99, $12.99, right. whatever, that's a cheaper store. 
Because, like, it's happened to me where I, like, walk by a store. And I'm like, oh, look at all those nice clothes. Oh, 70% off sale. Everything's 70% off. Awesome. And I go in and it's like, oh, was $300 is now, you know, 200 or whatever. I don't know. Shopping tips with Alan. But, like, it's it's very clear that's a tactic because they can't just brandish their sale price when it's still, like, over $100 or whatever. So they say 70% off whatever their exorbitant uh, normal price was. So This is a good conversation. No, I actually do like this. This is, this is great. <laughs> if that's, very, not, a cons- if that's very... not a conspiracy, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's not a conspiracy if it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's um, Well, it still can be. No. Well, the thing is, it's a conspiracy, but it's a true one. Conspiracy theory is not true. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yes. So you can be charged with a conspiracy. Right. Right. So like... Or you can say like, it's great, Rico, it's, it's great in conspiracy theory. <laughs> But maybe not great in conspiracy practice. Like Mel Gibson. Yeah, exactly. He was great in conspiracy theory. Yeah. He was great in conspiracy theory. You guys seen that movie? Long time. Like when it came out. Yeah, it was like an A-channel prime ticket regular. Hmm? I think he bites someone's nose. Um, That might be the last Boy Scout. And then, no, it's it's definitely in conspiracy theory. (laughs) He bites someone's nose and then like wheels away in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, that part. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about that. I think that's Lethal Weapon 4. No. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because I don't know if it's actually conspiracy. <laughs> it's 100%. Theory. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe it was Ransom. <laughs> anyway. Maverick? Stop it. <laughs> Just naming Mel Gibson movies now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it nice that he's back in Hollywood's Good Graces? Oh, it's... um. Uh, ah, so he's a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> Come on, Hacksaw Ridge. It's a good movie. Let's 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 give him some awards. It's fucked. <laughs> when do you think Harvey Weinstein's gonna get an award? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. You know what's weird is watching all the like '90s uh, like Oscar ceremonies when everyone is thanking Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, why would you do that? Well, at the time, because he was the hustler who got them their Oscars. That's no, I mean, like, why would oh. why would you go back and watch those? I was actually watching a video about <laughs> my actual. Was, was, I was watching a video about the the uh, Saving Private Ryan versus uh, Shakespeare in Love win. Okay, uh, at the ninety eight or I guess it was the ninety nine Oscars. Yeah, he hustled um, that, and that was yeah, and it was basically because Harvey Weinstein knew how to get Oscar voters to vote for his shit. Damn. And it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, just the fact that, yeah, he just knew how to do it and is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. He's a goblin man. Yeah. Yeah. Rotten hell, Harvey. Anyway. Well, now that we talked about that, we've had a couple of those on this. So the, the Chanel suit. Yeah. (laughs) It was, uh, designed after something that, uh, Jackie Kennedy would wear. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Jackie Kennedy Onassis. And, uh, naturally Matt Groening had a problem with it. Because every good idea that because he ever, doesn't know his own show, yeah. Every every good idea that's ever happened on the show, he's had a problem with. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. You know, he created the show, but he didn't like. He did nothing after that. <laughs> that's what it seems to be with a lot of things. It's like, oh, yeah. creators, this person, writers, directors, everything, not them at all. Yeah. Well, like a lot of the time. I mean, usually it's a lot of the time now, at least. I find that the creator will at least have one season as showrunner. 
like the first one or something. Yeah, yeah. First or season. they'll like write or direct every like a couple episodes. Every yeah, season. like the Vince Gilligan model sure. where he might not be the showrunner, but he definitely yeah. steps in and writes and directs the season premieres and finales, okay. so that there's a sense of continuity. Right. Um, or like the like, then there's like. Then there's like the really intense guys like David Milch, who would be like, I who's that? That's uh, a creator of Deadwood. Oh, gotcha. um, and he was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> you might get the teleplay credit, but I'm rewriting the whole damn thing. Sorkin was the same way with the West Wing right. for the first four yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's The Simpsons, which based on how much we know how like what the story is about like oh yeah Matt Groening created the Simpsons right you would think that he would at least have more than one episode as a writing credit he doesn't he has one and it's arguably the worst one in the series which one like uh, early Colonel Homer in, oh isn't it some enchanted evening I thought that was his no no well, he does have Colonel Homer. Okay, he, well, let me double I, check then. Yeah, let's double check. I know he has, and he has some uh, some Halloween segments as uh, as a writing credit. But as far as I know, he only has the one uh, writing credit for the hmm. show, which is very very strange. Um, so, what is like yeah. just in this? I mean, I'm sure it takes different forms in different shows, but like this show in particular, does that mean like? Like, creator, he designed the characters or, like, he, came up with the, like, just the world or, he like... He came up with the family. Right. So, Enchanted Evening was written by Matt Groening and Sam, Sam Simon. There you go. Sam Simon. Sam Simon. Um, probably did most of the work. Anyway, probably <laughs> stolen napkin. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, he sold the idea to James L. Brooks... Uh, for the Tracy Ullman show. Because The Simpsons is a spinoff of the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's like all of those really like old crude uh, drawings of The Simpsons that you might have seen. That's, right. That's yes. Matt Groening's original drawings of him, uh, of them. And like he would get, like he wrote and did a lot of work on the Tracy Ullman shorts where they were like, you know, just like 90 second bumpers. And then when it went to series, it all kind of gets taken away from you. And then they threw Sam Simon in there. And then we have like, we're currently in the, still in the years where they're in, uh, showrunners have two seasons on the show right. that they're running. And then. So Oakley and Weinstein are the current yeah. showrunners. Uh, the next one. Not Harvey. Kirkland. Is it Kirkland? I thought. Oh no! Uh, I think this is the first wine scene. Yeah, and um, and Oakley because it was Merkin on five. Merkin and six. does nine. Uh, or sorry, uh, Scully Kirk, does. Sorry, Scully does nine. Scully does nine. Yes, and gets you. a lot of shit for yes, it. Yes, yes. Which I think is undue. And then he does it for three years, and then Al Jean comes in and never gives it up. <laughs> so, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. On the record. I mean, that's the first thing I said at the live episode. Fair enough. We've said it like 17 times. On the record, again. But if he ever wants to come and do the show. So (laughs) Merkin's the showrunner for four episodes this season. Yeah, okay. And two of which were holdovers from the last season. Yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. Because this season is 25 episodes long. It is big. Yeah. Four of those episodes were supposed to be clip shows. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what a bummer that would have been. Garbage. Yeah. Um, so and we just got the 138th episode spectacular. Thank God. Yeah. 
So, uh, my friends, yes. shall we move over to the reference desk? Oh, shit. Are yeah. we done talking about the episode? Uh, I guess so. All right. <laughs> there was a golfer? <laughs> yeah, Tom Kite. Tom Kite, guest <laughs> stars as himself. Yeah, he's in the guest house. I don't know, golfers, but apparently he's one. Yeah, you can always tell sports people because they deliver their lines so well. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just look at Homer at the bat. They're usually making fun episodes. of someone also. It seems. I think a lot of the sports. Or, just <laughs> or no, no, just like when there's like a real life person that's put into a show. Hmm. I don't know. The Simpsons, can't think of an example. Off the he's voicing there. himself, though. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. The Which, Simpsons are kind of notorious for, uh, in the golden golden years anyway, getting celebrities to voice characters. Which makes which works really well because then they're 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 not playing themselves right, right. Uh, they start to veer into getting guest characters to play themselves. Definitely post Golden Years. Uh, there's some there's some examples in you know the in the Golden Years too, but for the most part, it's like um, in season nine and ten is when they started having like wow Tony Hawk, yeah, you know wow NSYNC. <laughs> That's their three hundredth episode is the Tony the Tony Hawk, Hawk one. one, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it know becomes... how I know? <laughs> yes. They say it. Oh. In the episode. Uh, how many times how has, dad they... something, has, has dad done oh. something crazy like this and Marge pulls out a counter and is like 300. Oh, my God. Uh, it's also awesome. the episode with Blink-182. So wow, it's, it's Blink-182. My... Yeah, so it's... Uh, and then, and then they say, extreme. hey, let's trash this place. And then it's like, not till we get paid? Cool. And that's what they had to say. And right, it's my right. favorite episode. No, it isn't. <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to think of other ones. Oh, yeah, the Beastie Boys are in Futurama. That's true. As themselves. Yeah. yeah. In jars. Well, and so that, like, that's a, the kind of genius about Futurama is that obviously they can't have guest stars play themselves because this is in the year 3000. Oh. So that's why they have them in as heads in jars. It's one of my actually, favorite parts of the yeah, show. If it's they're so, actually celebrities. So good. Um, but then, yeah, otherwise they, they would get celebrities to voice characters as well in Futurama, um, which works better for them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, reference test. Uh, so the title of this episode, Cla- Scenes from the Class Struggle in Springfield, is based on a movie called Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, hmm. which I've never seen. Apparently it's got like Wallace Shawn and others. <laughs> and no, and people. Ed Begley Jr., I believe. And oh, Ed, oh nice. Begley. Ed Begley. I just watched Ju- him Junior, in another movie sorry, the day. It's, it's an Ed Begley Jr. joint. What did you watch? I just watched Best in Show, and it was uh, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, I that, love that, that movie. That movie's great. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. That's a movie I did not like as a kid. I I thought it was boring and weird. And you hate dogs. And I hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and <laughs> Greg is going so, on the record a lot this episode. All right, uh, stepping out. The name of the is a Liza Minnelli movie. Mm. Um, we got, of course, uh, Panasonic, Magnavox, and Sony, which are Panaphonics, Magnetbox, and Sorny. <laughs> I like how the first two are like attempts at wordplay, and then yeah. Sony's just so Sorny. Just, just put an R in there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and as the third, this, the timing on that was great. Yeah. Simpsons knows what it's doing. Uh, rule of three. Uh, Sipowitz. NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. Uh, played by Dennis Franz, who also played Homer Simpson. In an earlier episode. That's Ooh. right. The Homer Simpson story. There you go. Blood on the... No, that's Full the circle, Bart Simpson one. I guess. Blood on the chalkboard. Kind of. Yeah. Half circle. I Maybe. <laughs> Sipowitz does it. Richard Nixon. Yep. Of course. Got that one. What about this no, Homer? I can't go to jail, Homer. What about this Homer Nixon? 
We'll get to that. Yeah, right now. Um, so forlorn. And then uh, Marge says at the end, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a part of any club that would have this me as a member. Which oh, is who is that? That's Gro- Jerry Gro- Lewis? No, Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx, thank infamous you. Infamous Groucho Marx. It was, I, that was my second guess. I know. <laughs> you, I, you know, I appreciate that you, I was literally about to say it, and in, instead of just letting me say it and being like, of course, yes, I knew it was Groucho. You, you, you went for it to try and, you know... Uh, like well, you threw a dart. I, I feel like I know. Yeah, it's and Jerry if, Lewis. You, if you had been correct, it would have been very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you went for it. You miss a hundred percent of the shots <laughs> you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Michael Scott. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all I had, though. Uh, it's not was, a reference-heavy episode. Yeah, there was not a lot of uh, poli- uh, political. I was kind of expecting. Stuff. I was like, okay, this is The Simpsons. There's going to be references. I might not get half of them, but I think. I'd, I mean, I know who Richard Nixon is. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> that was a check mark for me. Well, he's he's what? infamously a he's main a character huge in Futurama. Character in Futurama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's he's one true. of my favorites in Futurama. Do you want to oh, do a Futurama so podcast? Like, I feel like you're you're trying to like this is like a backdoor pilot. I'm trying to turn this into a Futurama. Yeah, podcast this is a backdoor right now, pilot so for our Futurama show. You've, ex- you've exploited my ruse. You've <laughs> found me out. Um, what would the name of the Futurama podcast be? Oh, the, um, fucking Futurama podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, there you go. Stay tuned for the fucking Futurama podcast coming to Boathouse Studios Network. In a day. (laughs) Right after this. We have a very quick turnaround. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, shall we move on to favorite jokes? Sure. Uh, Ryan, do you have a favorite joke, or should we wait? Do you want to come to? Do we want? Do you sure. Want to yeah, I am trying. I need to gather my <laughs> okay. memory. Gather your them. thoughts. Yeah. yeah, Alan, I feel like ours might be very similar. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to take yours. Well, I have two. Okay, go for it. Um, and they're both related to Smithers and Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just want. So this is actually an honorable mention. It's not my favorite joke, but I just wanted to mention it because I use it all the time mm-hmm. in my regular life. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone uh, says, you know, like for example, if, if someone's like, "Oh, who do your podcast? Who do you do your podcast with?" and they say Ryan, and I say, "No, it's Greg." They spell and pronounce their names differently. <laughs> <laughs> like just that. I love that joke so much because Smithers is so just straight faced about it. He's like, I wonder if this Homer Nixon is any relation. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't think so, sir. They spell and pronounce her names differently. <laughs> Basically, a nice way of saying that's the wrong name. You said the wrong name. <laughs> Smithers, <laughs> because you could you could imagine if it was like uh, s- spelt similarly, yeah, yeah, and pronounced the same. And that's why. And then he's like, you know, they spell their names differently, but it's they spell and pronounce their names differently. It's basically it's a different name. Yeah. Idiot. Anyway, my actual favorite joke is Mr. Smithers eating the fig cake <laughs> at the end. <laughs> That's such a quick moment. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I think about it uh, throughout my life because, again, it's it's Smithers being such a good ser- ser- servient man to his boss mm-hmm. and, you know, friend and wants to be more. Uh, where he's like, I pickled the figs myself. And Smithers immediately takes a bite, and his instinct is, mm, this is delicious, and he can't do it. As much as he wants to, he just can't keep the ruse up, uh-huh. so he immediately goes, 
it's it's similar to when Homer uh, and Bart has Homer has the note that says do the opposite of what the boy says. Yeah, and then he's like, "Don't give me that note." He's like, "Here, yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> like he realizes the ruse right, like right at the last moment. Yeah, almost tricks him though. Anyway. I, lo- I love how just as a side note, Mister Burns has no idea that he's a bad golfer because Smithers has been covering for him. Oh yeah, without even telling him. Yep. I mean, is he though? So he good. still needs to sink those putts. The thing on his is, own. Uh, so yeah, my right. my thought is Burns isn't a bad golfer. He's just clearly not the champion that right Smithers makes him out to be. Yes, like the first shot we see, you know, goes into the sun. He says, "Oh, right on the green, sir," and more than likely it was off the green. Yeah, and then right, Smithers and he says that put, every single time. It's yeah. like, oh, because you can tell him what? aside from a hole in one, really the best thing any golfer can do is get on the green with the first with the first drive. And then sink it with your putt. Right. Right? Like a two, a two stroke is, <laughs> I mean, obviously, for those that don't know, two, two is, is, a good the, number. is the next best number in golf after one. And you say you haven't played much? I've not played. <laughs> I am a historian of right. the game. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. When he hooks it into the trees, he's like, ah, an interesting, or like a top stratagem. Right. Sir. Cunning <laughs> stratagem, <laughs> sir. Cunning stratagem. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, mine would be uh, Krusty the Clown. <laughs> In this episode, he's uh, they give him the one, two, three. Yep. In this episode, and they're all brilliant. Uh, Homer nearly running him down with his car. Homer <laughs> hitting him on the head. <laughs> which isn't okay. So, the, and the first one's an act break. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird act. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was <laughs> Where like, it's like, what? He's uh, driving his car onto the green? Cut to it's commercials. It's a classic running gag in The Simpsons that Homer never finds the parking lot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or except always, for when they're in the itchy lot. Yeah, except oh. when they're in the itchy lot. Or like there's always a parking lot gag of some kind. Mm-hmm. Or a parking gag just some, or like remember where we parked? Or like when the, in the like Mountain of Madness, kung, 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 yep. kung, hitting everyone. Uh, very, very funny. It's all a whole the time. plot point in New York episode. That's right. Yeah. Great app. Nope. So, uh, <laughs> so excited. Uh, uh, so the, the, the second one, uh, throwing the club and hitting him right on the head while Tom Kite is looking around and then just runs <laughs> off. That's probably my favorite moment yeah, in the whole I episode. I love that a lot. Yeah. His reaction is just, go <laughs> so, yeah, Oh yeah. Just immediately. <laughs> It's uh, it's one of those great animation moments. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's uh, that's my favorite. Nice. Joke. And yeah. then of course the the third one where he says, "I knew my kind wasn't welcome." <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's a brilliant joke that I did not get as a kid. Jokes we missed as well, kids because he's a Jewish clown. Yeah, uh, I thought they meant clowns. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's a fair thing to assume. But, but um, the subtlety of that joke, you know, you learn history right when you when you grow up, and it all sucks. Yeah. So all your heroes are monsters. Yeah. And so now it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Comedy! Uh, what's your favorite joke, Ryan? My favorite one that comes to mind is when uh, they don't show up to their, like, gala at the country club when they're being <laughs> um, initiated, as they put it. And yeah. um, it's, is it Suzanne? or yeah. Susan. Susan, Susan. Who's uh. like, I hope she didn't take my attempt to destroy her too seriously. <laughs> Yeah, which just was perfect because of all the things she'd said before that. Oh, I mean, we gotta we gotta right. shout out her uh, explaining uh, Susan's uh, idea of comedy. 
Oh God, that's so funny. Yeah. Delivered with impeccable timing. Yeah, it's. I can't remember the whole thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna maybe do that as my opening quote, but no. It's a it's, it's a great little line. Her idea all of, of those, humor is just yeah. All of those characters are very well realized. I think the voice actors and animators should get some props for that too. Um, but uh, I mean, really, it's just Evelyn and Suzanne, Susan, whatever. Yeah, Susan. Her name's Susan. <laughs> this was fun. Oh, I wanted to say Absolutely. something about Susan. <laughs> what do you want to say? Uh, just that I remember the moment that you mentioned where she's like, I hope she didn't take my attempts to destroy her too seriously. That's always been in my brain ever since I saw this episode. And, and it makes me hate her so much (laughs) when I watch this episode. Cause if she was just like a jerk, I'd be like, yeah, like people are like that. But the fact that she is a jerk, uh, straight face, but apparently isn't serious about it. I'm just like, you're you're the worst kind of person. Says it so plainly. Yeah. Like I attempted to destroy her. Yeah. She's like, yeah, whatever. That's how I, that's how we do at the country club. Yeah. Changing suits went out of style. Someone new? <laughs> I narrowed my eyes. You can't see that. <laughs> Those of you listening. Well, um, I think that's about it for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for being a guest. Hey, thanks and, for having me as well. And one. coming on in and being a first time. It's a pleasure guest. to be your third bad neighbor. All right. Fantastic. Let's not promote you too soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, uh, do you know what episode we're doing next? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be one all about Bart since he didn't get a you know fair uh, shake at this episode. Mm. Uh, it's Bart the Fink. Oh yeah, this is gonna be fun. I gave him a quarter. He'll be dancing for hours. <laughs> that is a line I quoted for days when I saw <laughs> that episode. I thought it was the funniest thing in the whole goddamn world. It's pretty funny, and we'll see if it holds up. Yeah, I'm excited. We will. Yeah. Uh, where can people reach us, bud? Well, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at Bad Neighbors Pod. Mm-hmm. You can email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Patreon. Yeah. And you can get access to our bonus episodes, including our TBN BBBQ, where we ate weird food. Yeah, we ate a whole bunch of weird food. You also get the video version of the... The live episode. The live episode, which is great. You also uh, get uh, our thoughts on the movie Escape Room. Yeah, and you get a weird episode that Camille and I did about <laughs> sense and sensibility for some reason. <laughs> that is very weird. I didn't know that existed. Oh, yeah, it definitely exists. <laughs> you also get some bonus uh, content from uh, Flawed Execution, uh, Sweet. which is a lot of fun. By the way, check out Flawed Execution, too. It's a uh, fun... Little improvised show that we do. radio show, and we'll be doing a new one for February. So keep your eyes peeled for that about love. Yeah, because February is the love month. Let's do a love episode. Oh yeah, and I'm done. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again to Ryan for joining us. Uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. We'll see you next time for Bart the Fink, and keep watching the this- mm-hmm.